Hello everyone, this is your host Karen. Before you tune into this episode, I wanted to share some exciting news with you. As of November of 2020, we decided to rebrand her empire. This was not an easy process for us, but a much needed one. We are officially called Kaleidoscope. However, until episode 15, you will hear the intro to her empire. Tune into episode 16 to find out why we chose to rebrand. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, ladies. Welcome to my podcast, Her Empire, a podcast for women by women. This is your host, Karen. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. If you've come back, thank you for the immense support. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Her Empire. Today, I am super excited to have Lisa. She is from Dallas, Texas. Well, originally from Yonkers, New York, and um, she grew up in Massachusetts, but right now she's in Dallas, Texas. And I brought her in here because her story is it really touched my heart. I mean, like her story is something else. And I want to give her the opportunity to share with you ladies and to really um, give you an insight of what it is because it is something that, um, it's two things that we actually go through a lot as women. Um, one of it is kind of like taboo to talk about. And then the other, it's something that it's, it's, it's a lot out there and we just don't speak about it enough or we don't share our stories. And um, I think it's time that we come together and we realize that we're not alone in this. So without further ado, I am going to have Lisa here. Lisa, introduce yourself. Hi, <laughs> I'm Lisa. <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty good about what you said about me. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> so you are a new mom. Yes. To a 10-month-old baby girl. Yeah, she'll be uh, 11 months next week, actually. Oh my God, how is it quarantine? Um, crazy. It's exhausting. I um, it's it's been really really hard um i it's like the you know the beginnings of motherhood all over again like the first few weeks of having a new baby you know it's like again because i I can't go out you know it's just me and the baby all day every day i don't see anyone you don't get a space you don't get a break (laughs) i i have an eight-year-old and it's like i don't get a break i my 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 sister took her the other day because i try to play the guilt trip i'm like you're the godmother so (laughs) if i have to do homeschooling you're the godmother you have to do homeschooling too (laughs) so you got to help me out on this and I got a break but it is very difficult and I think in different stages we're all going through different like different challenges and they're not any less of either one you know like as a newborn mom like you're going through those challenges and then you have like these challenges as like now you're not able to go out you're not able to socialize so there's a lot of things that um take into play of our mental health um but we'll we will get to that in a little bit i want you to share a little bit about your story so um you were diagnosed with cancer in high school right yes tell me a little bit about that 
well, it was my last semester of my last year of high school. Um, and I just, I don't know, um, I wasn't really, I wasn't really the type of kid that like, I didn't go to the doctor a lot. Uh, I was actually surprised when my mom wanted to take me to, um, we went to Texas Med Clinic cause I was like, you know, I've been really tired. And then I had swollen lymph nodes. And, you know, but I was like, I'm probably totally fine. I mean, like, you know, nothing's ever wrong with me. So we went to Texas Med Clinic um, and uh, they thought I had mono of all things. So I was like, well, I haven't been kissing anybody. So <laughs> but whatever, we'll do a blood test. Um, and so they did that and then it came back negative and they just kind of like left it at that. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm still tired and I'm still, you know, I don't really feel right. And so we sought a second opinion and then um, that's when they, they did a chest x-ray and then they saw a mass in the middle of my chest. Um, and so I, I mean, I guess I had a, like a tumor. I don't know if it was like a, just a swollen lymph. I think the lymph nodes, like they become tumors after like when they get swollen or I don't really know all the medical stuff. I'm not trying to be an oncologist or anything, but um, so they found a mass in the middle of my chest. Um, and then, yeah, it was just kind of a blur after that. Um, they just, you know, got me in touch with an oncologist and then she was awesome. And then it was like biopsy, starting chemo, like it just, you know, and then, um, yeah, so it was just- And this was all through your senior year of high school. Did that change like your experience as a senior? Um, yeah, I, so all of my teachers at one point uh, came to me and said, you know, you should really think about homeschooling because um, because of my chemo schedule, I was doing chemo every other week. And so I was never at school for a full week. I would either miss Friday for chemo or I would miss the following Monday and Tuesday because I was sick from chemo. And so I was never there, you know, a full week. And so they were all like, you should be homeschooled. But um, like, I knew that that would just like depress me. Like I wanted to keep like, I wanted to be normal and I just wanted to see my friends and stuff. And so I was like, nah, like I'll just, you know, <laughs> just deal with it. Um, it helped a lot actually to like, you keep seeing people and, you know, and kind of made me feel like I was normal and nothing was wrong. And, you know, uh, chemo became kind of like an extracurricular activity. <laughs> like some people like go to like clubs and, you know, I go to chemo. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I was very positive about the whole thing. Um, but I think that a lot of that was staying in school and seeing people helped me stay positive. I was able to kind of separate, you know, school from, oh, I have cancer. But, you know, anyway. And you were able to beat cancer. Yeah. That's amazing. I, 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 I'm a firm believer that having a positive mindset in anything in life, especially when we're diagnosed with um, certain illnesses, um, make a big role, take a big role in whether or not we heal. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like if we um, become depressed or um, look at the negative side of things, we um, it takes us longer to actually heal. But if we try to be positive yeah. and, um, you know, stay uplifted, it just brings a whole different um, outlook and dynamic into um, the situation, right? Yeah, I, I like to say that um, positivity is like 90% of it. And then like the medical side is 10% just because, you know, if you're sad about something, you know, it's just gonna make you, you're gonna feel down and then you're gonna, you know, feel sicker. I mean, you know, and um, so I don't know. I, I just, um, yeah, I was able to stay positive, and I mean, it's different, though, right? I mean, I, 
I, I didn't really know what my mom was going through. Um, I kind of, so since I was the one going through it, it kind of just felt like I was like, oh, this is just something I'm doing and then it'll be done eventually, you know? But for my mom, like she was like dying watching me go through this, you know? So um, I like to say I had it, I had it way easier than she did. Um, you know, and I mean, I had a, I had a family friend that actually told me, you know, you have to think about it that way is it's just something you're going through right now and then it's gonna be over. You have to know that this will be over because, you know, you have to look at it as there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you can't just be like, oh, this is it. <laughs> like, I never once thought I could die from this. It was always, this is going to suck for a little bit and then it's going to be over. You know? Wow. The, the fact that you looked at it in that way, because I, I, I mean, like, if I was to put myself in your shoes and being, what, 17, 18 years old, mm -hmm. you're kind of like wow, my life was just about to start and it's ending before it started, you know? Yeah. And it takes it takes a very strong person <laughs> to look at it in that way and just turn something so hard and so negative and turn some in, into something so positive. And um, your mom, I mean, God, my heart like hurts for her, you know, putting my putting myself in her situation like during that time because as a mom you think about your kids and you don't want it like you prefer to take that pain away from your kids like yeah you want to you want to hold on to it you know yeah um I actually so um this is kind of unrelated but uh, my my daughter when she was three months old she had to have open heart surgery um she had um a ventricular septal defect and so they had to fix that and so I that was like my first kind of look into like being a caregiver and um so I kind of got you know I I respected my mom so much more because I was like oh my god I'm like barely holding it together <laughs> you know like watching my daughter like I'm like please just like you know like please put me under like put me under the knife like can you please just like cut open my heart instead of hers like you know and so you don't think about that when you're going through it but then to look at it, to look at somebody that you really love go through it, like it was so hard, you know? And so I just got so much more like respect for my mom. Like I was like, oh my God, how did my mom do that? Like, <laughs> how did I do that? Like, yeah, you know? how, how did you do it? it it's <laughs> tough, you know? Um, and you mentioned that you had P, um, postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I really want to dive into this because. <laughs> It's so common. It is so common and we don't talk about it. Like it is like I, I don't know what it is like I don't know what's our mental process of not wanting to like let the world know that yeah. at the moment you're not okay. Um especially being a new mom. So how was your experience with that? Um so um that's another like it's just so crazy that like it's 2020 and people still don't talk about it you know right. but um so i um i don't know i just i guess it was easy for me to kind of figure out something was wrong because i've had anxiety my whole life and so i've kind of i was like oh i'm feeling really bad all the time but i basically like i was just angry like it was just I was very angry and i was very just like tired and hopeless and I just I was like what's the point you know like it was very like I was having really like negative thoughts about my daughter and then of course the guilt from that you know you feel guilty like you're like oh how can I be mad at this 
beautiful thing, you know? <laughs> like they didn't do anything to me, like they're just hungry, you know? It's just, it's hard. And I think, um, I think the guilt is why women don't talk about it. I think that um, people still, they're still really hard on themselves, you know? And um, moms, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be fine and I'm supposed to bounce back and I'm supposed to be, you know, all these things, but it's like, you have to be nicer to yourself. It's you true. know, I feel it's, like maybe because I had cancer, because I kind of had other experiences, it kind of allowed me to give myself a little more of a break. Like I was able to be like, okay, I need help, but it was still hard. Like I was still, you know, I mean, I was still guilty. I still, um, I know because as, as a mom, I think that we all want to be like, oh, this is supposed to be one of the happiest moments of our life. We have yeah. our little one and we're supposed to be in like cloud nine with our little one. Um, and everyone talks during the pregnancy of how, you know, like how amazing it's going to be, <sighs> and like all the good stuff. Right. <laughs> But no one, no one, like no one warned me. Like I suffered postpartum depression. I had no idea that I suffered postpartum depression. Like I looked at it now after I went to get help and I realized like oh my god I was going through postpartum depression like it took what Kaylee's eight years old right now so it took eight years for me to get help and get diagnosed um and I mean and everyone goes through different symptoms like I had the anxiety I had the overeating I mean I looked at I, it's funny I looked at it like a couple of days ago I was going through like my album and like the first year of Kaylee's life like I had gone up almost to 200 and something pounds and um I was always 120 very petite I'm only 5'4 so mm. going up to 200 pounds I was like whoa you know but I didn't know what was going on You yeah. know, I, I want. Had, I, I had overeating too, um, yeah. for a while, and then undereating. Like it kind of flipped after. Like I, I don't know. And so, I mean, and I. So I had anxiety my whole life, but I've never really had depression. So like there it's different symptoms so like I had to read up on depression because I was like well I don't really feel I mean sometimes I didn't feel anything you know like sometimes I would just look at my daughter and I wouldn't even feel happy or like love or anything I was just I'm tired and I don't care you know and then you know the little voice in my head would be like no you're like you're a piece of crap mom like how can you not care about your kid like she's right there she's beautiful but I really just I was like you know And then I remember one night, um, yeah. my husband was with his friend and they were out getting beers and um, Lily was like, she was just on one and she was just like really mad. And I um, I texted my husband and I was like, so hey, um, I just fantasized about walking into traffic, how's beers? <laughs> I was like, how are you doing? Because <laughs> it was like, you know, I just, I was like in my head, I was like, I walked into traffic because I was like, I just, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> Um, and then he, you know, he called me and he was like, whoa, <laughs> like, you gonna be okay? <laughs> you know, what's so, his reaction to everything, like to, to the depression? It was, I mean, it was crazy. Um, and I still, you know, I still get like that sometimes, but um, now I can recognize it and I know what I need to do as far as like, okay, I need to, like there's, um, I see a therapist and so, you know, there's things you can do like working on your breathing and like, you know, kind of getting yourself out of a situation, like walking out of the room or something. And, you know, these are things that I can do to kind of help me feel better in that moment. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, I didn't have any of that. Like, I didn't know. And so I was like, well, this is just awful. 
like I mean this is supposed to be awesome you know and especially like I had a c-section too and so kind of added to that I was like okay well not only did they cut me open (laughs) but now I have this like little potato that won't shut up (laughs) (laughs) and so like I'm like in pain because I'm recovering from like being cut in half and then like now I have to I have to deal with this little being yeah and so like I'm like you know what what the hell like (laughs) I didn't sign up for this (laughs) like like what like like you know can I go back like I cancel my order (laughs) I I like that can I can I get a refund please with the manager <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I don't know, but I mean, it's just it comes in waves, you know. And that's something that we have to realize as women and as moms is, you know, sometimes things are good and sometimes things are bad, and you just take it day by day. And I think and you that can't, you can't feel bad about the bad exactly. feelings that you have, you know, because the guilt is going to make it worse. You know, you just have to you just have to tell yourself everything I'm feeling is valid it's fine you know never invalidate yourself don't let other people invalidate you you know like screw them if they try to like make you feel bad you know you're everything is normal what you're feeling is normal you're not alone it's okay (laughs) exactly and i think um we feel the guilt like when we hear them crying and Mm -hmm. we're just like I like walking away and just giving yourself like five minutes to just walk away. You know, baby's not going to die from crying. (laughs) And I think, I think after a couple of months, we realized that, you know, the first couple of weeks were like, Oh my God, it's crying. Like, what are I doing? Um, But actually just giving yourself the five minutes to just take a step back. And, you know, we have to realize as mom is like our life literally completely spins in like, 180 degrees like mm-hmm. we're completely it's a, a new chapter in our lives it's a, a it's a new it's something completely new you know these babies are not born with like a how-to guide and it's like here you go you know um yeah. you have to kind of figure it out trial and error you know and then so you're going through all of these feelings and then your daughter has to go through surgery so what was your whole mindset then like how, how did that affect you um so that was really crazy so I am um, I just like it didn't make sense to me like I didn't understand first of all like how something could be wrong like that wrong with her you know because I mean like I had cancer and so like I thought I was like well that's like I already had something like that's done like my family like we're good <laughs> like we don't need anything you know and so like she had her heart thing and I was like what like why like what is this you know what's going on and and um she like and it we didn't catch it until she was two months old and so I didn't know something was wrong for two whole months and so that also kind of made me feel guilty because I was like I didn't even know there was something wrong with my baby you know and um I'm actually a little bit like I'm still angry about that because a lot of times they catch these holes in babies' hearts before they're born. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in an ultrasound and they look at the heart and they're like, oh, hey, but like for some reason, the guy who looked at her heart didn't, I mean, maybe he didn't see it, but it was a pretty massive hole that she had. So I'm like, I wish I had known, you know, not that we would have been able to do anything, but I thought she was normal. 
and I thought everything was fine and then to find out that no something's actually really wrong there's a reason she's not eating there's a reason she's really fussy when she's eating because I mean for babies eating is already working out but just imagine if like there's a huge hole in your heart and you're trying to like eat and get enough food she was underweight and like all this stuff and so I look at videos of her when she was like two months and less and like I can't even watch videos because she looked like now she looks like she was sick because I know now whereas before I thought she looked normal like now I look at those videos and I'm like oh my god she was so skinny (laughs) she was so little and like I had no idea you know um like we were watching my husband was watching a video and I had to like look away like I couldn't like I told him I was like I'm sorry I can't watch this like it's just it's hard it was hard (laughs) it's it's Um, I can imagine I mean and I think um it's still very recent because the baby's only 10 months right so you know it's it's you recently went through this you know and you're feeling all this guilt you're feeling all this shame and on top of it now the baby's going through the situation and now you're adding on it's my fault why didn't I pick it up faster yeah you know what what did I overlook and I think that I'll say this every time is always on time you know Mm -hmm. and we can always say like I wish I had done this differently but no matter what had happened in like before what other scenario could have been you needed to go through that process for a reason, you know? Um, And I bet you, how did you feel after like the baby got out of surgery and? Um, I mean, definitely like I was like relieved and you know, I just, I was very like, then I was very protective for after that. I was like, nothing can happen. I actually made Lillian promise, she's like three months old at this point. And I told her, I was like, no more hospitals. Like I I told her, I was like, I'm not even sure I'm gonna let you give birth in a hospital. Like no more hospitals. Like, you're going to, like, have your babies at home. I don't care. (laughs) I just, like, I don't want to see you in a hospital anymore. You know, it's just, um, I mean, it was a relief, but it was also, I don't know, like, you, it was hard not to, like, look at her differently. Like, I know that, you know, and plus, she was, like, a completely different baby. So, I'd gotten used to how she acted and how she was in her schedule before when she was, you know, she had a hole in her heart, and so her eating was, was different. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm having to have, I had a brand new baby. So I'm happy that she's happy, but then I'm like having to get used to a totally different infant. Because I told my husband, I was like, they gave me a different baby. (laughs) Left the hospital with a different kid. Like this isn't my kid, you know? Was she eating more? Like, was she more active? It's hard. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was, um, I don't know. Um, It was a lot of different emotions. Um, and I, I really wish that I could say that they were all positive emotions, but like, I mean, there's definitely times where I was mad because I was like, you're not the same kid. Like, how come, you know, I got used to you one way and then now I have to get used to you a different way. And like, I already went through this. Like, I went through this newborn phase. Like, I went through getting to know you. Like, I already, I should know you by now, but now I have no idea who you are anymore. And and you mentioned earlier, it's like you feel like you're going through the newborn stage again. So it's like you're going through it three times, basically. (laughs) Oh, my heart is with you, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Because normally, like, it's this is one thing that I've been speaking to, like, 
my friends and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, before we encountered like any situation, right? We used to go out and be able to just like, you know, talk to our friends and keep our mind busy. Mm-hmm. But now we're all having to stay inside and deal with all of these unresolved emotions or things that pop up because you know now you're with your significant other all of the time and you're with your kids all of the time and you know although you're like a stay-at-home mom and you're always with the baby but a break you know like going out it's completely yeah. like it's a change and, of scenery before so before i i have really i have really great mom friends i have two really great mom friends and um so before this quarantine happened we were going out with the babies like multiple times a week like i had lily with me but i was still like with friends and with people and we were going out and so i think um i mean i don't i can't speak for moms that work but um I mean, it's it's really rough for me as a stay-at-home mom because, yes, I was at home before, but I at least was able to leave the house and take Lily somewhere. We could go get some fresh air. We could go, you know, we'd love to go to the Arboretum. Dallas Arboretum was really fun to go to, but then they closed, and so now it's like, okay, well, now I'm really stuck at home with the baby. Like, now it's for real. <laughs> now this is like, this There's is a no way out. <laughs> I like wasn't prepared for you know (laughs) so um now add COVID into the mix you know how are you feeling with you know let's say they start I don't know how it is in Texas I know here I'm in New Jersey so um New York is planning to I'm like borderline New York we travel into the city most of the time um so New York is planning to open up towards the end of um May and New Jersey is June 6th worst we're supposed to be open, you know? Yeah. Um, we've been on this. I don't know when you guys went on quarantine. We've been on quarantine since March 15th. Yes, too. Um, how do you feel being that the baby had gone through the open heart surgery? Like, how is this whole new dynamic for you? How is, like, the food shopping? How, like, how is your daily routine with her now? Um, I I mean, I'm, I'm more... I'm definitely more wary. Like I don't, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, I would still bring her with me to like go to Kroger or go to the grocery store and get um, groceries. But now like, I don't do that anymore. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want her to get sick. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to get sick either because I don't want to like bring something home to her, you know? And so I don't know. And then like, so I'm worried about like getting sick obviously, but then I'm also, just annoyed that we're in quarantine because I feel like mentally, like I, like I need to not be in quarantine anymore. So it's like a, you know, it's just, this is something that like none of us have really experienced. And so it's just, it's crazy. Like I, I wish that I was, I almost wish I was more afraid of the, of getting sick than I am because at least then I'd be too scared to like go out versus like now I'm like, I mean, is it really now I want to go out and I can't go out. Now? <laughs> <laughs> like, am I really like gonna, I'm not gonna die. Like, <laughs> and so like there, there's that. And so it's like, um, and I, I just, I find it hard to trust like the media and stuff too. And so I don't know, like I, I don't like talking about politics. I don't want to get into politics, but I am. Um, it's definitely become less. I feel like about public health and more political, mm-hmm. and it really just that pisses me off so much because I'm like, there's so many things, so many negative sides to quarantine. Yes, we're keeping ourselves from getting sick, but I mean, think about mental health. Like people's mental health is going down the toilet. 
And like the suicide rate is probably going up because, you know, I mean, people that are depressed, like they, they don't, they can't do anything about it. So they're just depressed at home. And then, you know, and people are not getting the medical help. You know, I have a sister who's handicapped and it's been very difficult for, um, for her to get the medical help, you know, an appointment itself. Like she, she gets uh, Botox into her bones to relax her bones, Um, not her bones, her muscles. I'm sorry to relax her muscles. And she's in excruciating pain because they're not allowed to like, she's, Mm -hmm. she's not allowed to go in. So it is, it is very, very, um, it's very difficult. I and I agree with you. I the last time I watched the news was like I think March thirty something, where Trump did his first um, um, Congress talk. I don't, I, I'm not good with politics, but like where he went and just did his um, he addressed the nation, and that was the first and last time. I was like, I cannot get sucked in. I was putting the news too much, and like you said, like it's so negative. Like I was just like, I can't do this to myself yeah. anymore so I banned the news from my house I was like I'm not turning the news on anymore I think I, I, I get the news from social media if something's happening my family's gonna call me like <laughs> I don't want to hear it and yeah, it, has un- yeah. it has changed the dynamic in my house so much because now we're focused on other things where you know like we're not getting sucked in into that like negativity and i'm not saying watching the news is like the worst thing for me i prefer not to watch them mm-hmm. um but i don't know I, I i feel like it's too much negativity to even like yeah like i'm and i mean i guess because of like you know when i had cancer i was positive and positivity is so important to me like i I'm so against like anything negative. Like I won't like my, even my husband, like he'll like start to like talk to me about like something that like kind of stems on like politics. And I'm like, whoa, like (laughs) I'm like, hold on. (laughs) Let's not go there. (laughs) He's like, yeah, can we please talk about like something funny? Like, hey, like I watched a cute cat video today or like, (laughs) yeah, look at my friends on Instagram. Like, isn't that cool? Like, you know, I don't know. And I, I mean, it makes me feel too, like, I'm like, man, does that mean that I'm not passionate about anything? Like, you know, am I like, I know you start to feel guilty. You're like, like, am I not empathetic to people? Like, am I not like, like, am I this evil bitch that's like, does not care about anybody's feelings? Or yeah. like what's happening in the world. I completely get it. I completely get it because I'm, I'm the same way. I think it is so important to keep a positive mindset. And I feel just so you get a little bit background about me. Um, I was diagnosed with PTSD, depression, um, OCD and anxiety. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what else? Come on, throw it at me, please. You know, um, and it's it, it's mental health is something crazy so like one night or one day that you suck into a like a negative vibration your entire i feel like it just affects like if you can't get out of it it completely affects what's to come like the following days to come yeah so i'm mad and then like my husband says something that isn't that bad but i'm like what did you say to me (laughs) and i like get mad and it's like for no reason and then like you know and then lily sees me like getting upset and it just like throws everything off and so yeah it completely like changes the vibe in the space yeah, like I try to be like happy-go-lucky and I'm like, la la la, like everything's fine, like puppies and like flowers. I mean, sometimes it's not, you know, but I mean, I don't know, I try to, 
I try to keep as positive as I can. And I mean, if, if people see that as like, oh, she's so like, she doesn't care about anything, like whatever. Like, you know, I just like looking at cats on Instagram. Like, I, I mean, I, I literally like, I, I prefer Instagram to Facebook for that reason, because yes. on Instagram, like, I just want to look at pictures of your cute baby and your cute cat. Like, I don't care about your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I apologize, but like, just show me your cat. Just, <laughs> I'm the same way with dogs. My <laughs> daughter's obsessed with cats. She's allergic, but she's obsessed. <laughs> so she watches countless hours of funny cat videos on YouTube. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> and she fantasizes about having one, but she can't because she's just, then she can't breathe. Yeah. Um, but 100%, I feel like, again, like I said before, creating that positivity and and you see it on the little ones believe it or not like our kids they pick up so much on our vibes and on how mm -hmm. we're feeling and um what we're going through and even though they're little they feel everything so if we're depressed our kids are going to get that and if we're happy our kids are going to feel that happy positive energy and they're going to be happy mm -hmm. um so i want to ask you a question so like on your like roughest toughest day like what is like one thing that you do to kind of like just step away and have your time um so i guess for me it's a little bit so i um i would also so i have dissociative disorder dissociative tendencies and so like i i tend to dissociate feelings when they're bad and so i've actually been trying really really hard lately to like let myself have feelings and let myself you know and so like if things are really really bad I'm actually proud of myself I've been able to like cry when I need to because you know sometimes you just need to have a good cry and you know and um it's actually like really this is gonna sound really sad and pathetic but um I actually so if I'm sad I'll like imagine me sitting on like a friend's floor and just like having her like hold me like while I'm crying and then like that'll make me cry harder but like it's good like I need to get all the, the it's a form of out. release yes yeah, you're just releasing yeah and so then I feel better and so like you know I've been trying to do that more um I was able to, to cry in the shower the other day and it was actually like awesome. Like I talked to my therapist and I was like, you'll be so proud of me. I cried in the shower. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got it all out and it was good, you know? Um, and so, and then I'll, uh, I don't know, like I'll, I'll do that. I'll cry it out if I need to cry it out, but then I'll probably, I'll just like, I'll go for a walk if I can, I'll go outside or, you know, I'll put on something really silly on TV, like something stupid. I don't know. Like I just, sometimes you just need something dumb. You know, <laughs> there's nothing like a good to, cry. Sometimes you just need to watch like trashy TV to like make yourself, you know, kind of get yourself out of the whatever rut you're in. You know, I just sometimes I just love watching people try to find love on TV. <laughs> it's all fake, and you know, like I just watched The Bachelor, and I'm like, man, all these all these women are really dumb, but I'm living for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend says he goes, I love watching um, the Real World. And there's so much drama on there. You know, the real world, the challenge, you know, yeah. on MTV. And he's like, are you watching those stupid bitches again? And I'm like, yeah, like, they, they start fighting. They start arguing. It's fine. I release my energy through them. Yeah. And then I'm fine afterwards. Yeah, sometimes you just need to, like, watch someone else have drama. Like, let them have drama. Like, I can just... <laughs> Even if it's made up, I just... Let me just enjoy it. <laughs>
Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Some of the things that I'll do, I'll, it varies though. Like, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like doing anything or, um, a lot of times I, I play video games. And so like, sometimes that helps me too. Like I'm, I'm into like Minecraft and the Sims and stuff. And so I don't know, just going on Minecraft and creating something or going on the Sims and like building a house. Like it's, it helps me get out of my my own mental space your own head yeah creative or like you know being creative so i don't know yeah like finding something that just like lets you up like it just makes you feel good Mm -hmm. you know and i think that as moms and i i speak about this in one of my earlier episodes um we tend to give everything to our significant other to our kids that we forget like what is it that I like before I had to change diapers and like yeah. feed the baby and like feed them like what did I do in my spare time because it gets to a point where you just don't know who you are anymore we go through so many emotions and changes whether it's physical um like internally like we go through like as moms we go through like <laughs> it is yeah it is something completely, you know, it's traumatic, you know, giving birth is traumatic, whether it's through a C-section, whether it's um, um, through um, vaginal birth, I I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, it's, we go through a complete, it's it's a three, like our our lives completely change and it gets to the point where we get, we we become so used to doing, okay, wake up at this time, feed the baby, change Mm -hmm. the diapers. Or for me, it's like, wake up at this time, email Kaylee's teacher, um, get her into homeschooling, breakfast, whatever, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And life becomes a routine and you're just like, gosh, like, what am I doing? Forget about yourself. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, I, I've asked myself this question. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm just mom, Lisa. Now they're like Lisa. She's still in there somewhere. I think I just, I have no idea who she is. Like, you know, like I, I'm like, I don't know what I need to do to like bring her back. But it, I mean, it does the the routine. It's the same every day, and especially being in quarantine, it's even worse because all you have is a routine. You can't even change it up, like even if you wanted to. And so. Like I, you know, and plus, you know, Lily is still not sleeping through the night. And so like, I just feel like there's no end. My heart is with you. (laughs) To the routine. (laughs) Like there's, it just doesn't end. And so I don't know, like sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what I need to do. Like I need to like run away. I need to like quit my life. Like I need to like move to Thailand and like sell ice to go on the beach. Like I just, I don't know what I need to do. Just some, I need to like dye my hair purple. Like I don't know, something. (laughs) I do something crazy or else I'm gonna go crazy you know um and that's the biggest challenge as a mom like it's being able to realize that there is a Lisa behind like the mom um label there 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 is a Lisa behind the wife label you know there's a Karen behind the mom label and behind all of these other crazy labels that we put on ourselves right Mm -hmm. and it's really just like one thing that I like to do. I used to like to do this when I had, you know, free time to go to. <laughs> and you're probably going to think I'm crazy. But I used to go to Washington Square in New York City and sit in the park and look at all the dogs pass by and look at dog butts because they're the most hilarious thing in the world. <laughs> like, have you ever seen what, what is it? A, cor- a corgi butt? Like, corgi I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, they're freaking hilarious. So that was like one of my pastimes. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be that old lady that sits at the park looking at dogs. Right. 
Um, another one was just That's like. Awesome. <laughs> just, That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you find it okay. Because I'm like my friends are gonna stop being my friends the moment they find out I like sitting at the park looking at dog butts. Um, <laughs> just in the shower, like just like sitting in the shower and just like putting like binaural tones and like waterfalling or waterfalls or whatever, and just having that moment, even if it's two or three minutes for myself, or yeah. Um, reading a book something you know just giving myself like just five minutes even if I feel like damn like I'm bored like Kaylee's like over there playing or like she's with whoever and you're just like okay now I have all this time what do I do with it you know um it's just giving yourself the time to just be like okay like what did I do before and sometimes we forget like I used to draw and write poetry all the time Mm-hmm. I don't know when was the last time I wrote poetry and if you look at my sketches it looks like it's Kaylee drawing yeah sometimes sometimes you just need to like for sometimes for me I literally just sit there and do nothing like I just sit on the couch I'm not doing anything like I'm not watching TV I'm not even scrolling my phone like I'm literally just sitting in silence not talking to anybody <laughs> That's Which the is best. great because like you don't, you don't, like I, I didn't think that I'd ever get tired of hearing my daughter say mama. Like I didn't think that was possible, but oh my God. Like, I don't know if you watched Family Guy, but like that episode where like Stewie's, <laughs> where Stewie's like, like, mom, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Lois is like, what? <laughs> I just like, it's very like, and she's, you know, she's still young. So she, I don't even know if she's like referring to me or if that's just like her favorite consonant to say but she just like like I just it's cute and then it's like not cute and then it's like really not cute I was thinking about that the other day I'm like I feel like I understand why Lewis like yelled at Stewie (laughs) like I I get it I freaking get it because it's it's been times where I'm just like I just need five minutes to just (laughs) freaking breathe like let me breathe I just need mommy time yeah, one day I told that I told my husband I was like, I need to, I need to be by myself. Like I, and then you know, and then you feel bad because you're like, well, my husband probably wants to hang out with me, but like I don't want to hang out with anybody. Like I don't want, I don't want him, I don't want a kiss, I don't want a hug. Like I just, I want to be by myself. And so I told him I was like, you take the baby, I'm gonna go into the bedroom alone, and just be by myself. <laughs> Yeah, there's just times for a little I'm, bit. <laughs> exactly. There's times that my boyfriend has come over and I'm just like, when are you leaving? Like, <laughs> I, I want time by myself. Like, I don't want to cater to anybody right now. Like, goodbye. Um, yeah, I'm such a, like, I feel like I'm, I'm a really nurturing person. So, like, I feel like when I'm, when someone's there, like, I feel like I kind of, I have to do something. Like, I have to be taking care of my kid or I have to be like, okay, what does my husband want? Like, do you want me to get you a beer or something? It's just like you know sometimes I'm like nope when I'm by myself I don't have anyone to take care of but then I have to think I'm like but what about me and like that's the thing it's like I think about myself last and I've always been like that but it's even worse now that I am a mom like you just you forget about yourself and so like I'm like well what do I want and then I'm like well I have no idea (laughs) you know (laughs) like I don't know and so like Mother's Day like Paul, my husband Paul was like, you know, well, what do you want to do? And my first thought was, well, what do you want to do? But then I was like, wait, it's Mother's Day. It's all about what I want to do. But I can't just, you know, I feel selfish being like, oh, let's, I want to do this. Let's do this, you know? And so I don't know. It's like, 
it's weird. I know it's not selfish. I mean, and even it's if a it, process, it, it, it is a mental process. That's another thing. See, like, that's another thing that, again, and I feel like that's part of also of the postpartum depression is um, not knowing who you are because you do lose yourself as a mom. You, you, you have no clue. Like, you're not sleeping. You're, you're, you're you're not probably not eating or you probably take one shower every two or three days like it is hard and then you're just like okay the baby's sleeping do i watch it sleep or do i sleep with it you know like um and yeah like it's 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 a process that we need to understand that it's okay to be quote unquote i'm gonna use the word selfish but you know it's like if i love me then I then at that point I can love you even better because mm-hmm. I love me so much that I have enough love to go around you know um yeah. and I had to learn that the hard way because like you I was like give 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 make sure everyone's okay and then I'm last like I would put myself in the back burner and be like okay it's you know like I'll come last like let me make sure everyone's taken care of mm-hmm. and it gets tiring it gets to the point where you're just burnt out and that's when you lash out or that's when depression really kicks in really hard Um, yeah that's that's when it gets you you know it finds you and it's like you're like really not doing so well I so I describe it as like a pizza like everyone gets a slice of the pizza but like then there's no more slices left for me and like I've always been like that like I remember birthday parties where I'm not even having fun. It's my birthday party, but I'm just, I'm too concerned with, is everyone else having fun? At my birthday. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, am I having fun? <laughs> like, you know, and so, like, it's just, it's tiring. It's exhausting, you know, and I've been, I've been like that for so long. It's like, I'm used to it. And so on the days that it is about me, like Mother's Day or like when it's my birthday or something, like, I don't know how to think about me I don't know how to you know be like okay well am I happy or am I having fun you know because part a, a big part of me doesn't really care you know and it's sad you know but I'm like oh I who cares if I'm having fun like are you having fun like because I care about you you know you know what it is it's because you're selfless and <laughs> being selfless like we have to like look at that and like be like you know what like when you look at a person who's selfless, like you, you, you're seeing like all the great characteristics, right? You're like, okay, I see that. Now, how do I take that and turn that into something positive for me? Like I can still be selfless, but how do I allow that to manifest in a way where it's still a positive outcome for me as much as it is for you? Yeah. And it, it's, again like I say it's a process and a half I think that honestly through the entire I so I was with um Kaylee's dad for seven years we broke up when Kaylee was three and a half years old and through that entire time it was just like stay at home mom cater 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 mm-hmm. I was in the back burner and I was it, I, I it got exhausting then he did whatever he did mm-hmm. which was the best gift in the world you know and 
Um, then at that point, I was like, okay, um, who the fuck am I? And like, because all I knew was him, his friends, like all I knew was what was surrounding like my life at that moment. And because I was such a selfless person that I would give into everything that he wanted, um, I didn't, I have, I had no identity whatsoever. Yeah. I am. I think about it as like, I, sometimes I feel like I've just become part of the furniture like I'm I'm like I'm part of the house like I'm, I'm part of like I come with the house like I I kind of like self-deprecatingly joke with my husband and I'm like oh I just work here like, you know <laughs> it's like it's like you know and I mean I'm not you know he's not doing anything to make it that way it's just this is me like I'm like mentally like I'm not taking care of myself enough so I mean I don't know I just I need to get better at it but I mean I'm starting to work on it more it's a process like I said it, and it's baby steps like it's not going to happen overnight but it's going to happen like if, if you create like a routine where it's like one little thing just one even if it's a cup of coffee by yourself for five minutes mm-hmm. and then you know that cup of coffee then becomes something else and then at that point you're like oh well I have a cup of coffee for me and for you and like I get to sit here and enjoy it and you get to sit here and enjoy it with me I'm not sitting here and enjoying it with you you're enjoying it with me you know (laughs) and um again as selfish as that sounds think about it now you're in a happy mood because it's you're enjoying your cup of coffee and you have your husband next to you who's like enjoying a cup of coffee with you that you made for him, right? Yeah. So, like I said, it's gonna take baby steps, it's gonna take months, it's gonna take, I mean, it took years for me. Kaylee was what, three and a half, Kaylee's now eight, and now I'm just like, oh, okay, like this is who I am and I like who I'm becoming. And, um, excuse me, between reading books and talking to other women, like it just started like, like fueling me and I'm like, okay, I like this. I like talking yeah. to like different women and I like see, hearing their stories and I like reading books and I ha- like having like all these little times. Um, and then you start to realize that like this whole person starts growing and you're like, oh shit, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out, you know? Yeah. Um, so you have a, is first time mommy blog, is that like, it's on Instagram? Um, so I, I have a, I have a blog, um, website. I, I can write it in the chat or something if you want. Um, but it's, um, so I have, I have a blog that I started, um, I started it when I was still pregnant. I haven't updated it in a while. Like I haven't wrote a post cause I just like, it takes time to do that <laughs> and I haven't really had a lot of time. And so like mostly I, I kind of just, I focus more on like Instagram and like kind of sharing like photos and like things kind of that way because it's just easier and it doesn't take as long (laughs) um but I mean I don't know and like that kind of makes me feel bad a little bit because I'm like man like I had this blog and I've totally let it go by the wayside but I mean that just happens sometimes things happen maybe maybe that should be like your one thing that you slowly but surely start giving like not necessarily going onto your blog and typing it up, but getting a notebook and be like, all right, I got two minutes. What's coming to me? Even if yeah, you're like yeah. in the toilet pooping and like, you're just like writing, you know? Definitely <laughs> do think that I need to like start journaling. Like, cause I, you know, cause I mean, even if it's just like a bullet journal, I, I read about this thing called a bullet journal and it was like, it changed my life. Like it's, it's literally just like the point of it is just writing a sentence at a time. Just like, I'm feeling like this. Bam, done. 
and that's it. Like, you don't have to like sit there and like do your diary. Like, well, like today, like is like, this is the, like, you know, all you need to do is like, Hey, I'm feeling this and that's it. And you can that's like amazing. do whatever you want and you can like draw, like, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And whoever thought of that is like my best I friend. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, that. That's like yeah. so simple and easy. It's just like, I need to get these feelings out. Let me just write it down. Yeah, like blah, like I, you know, I feel like shit, like and <laughs> period. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, so I definitely need to like start doing something like that because I do have, I do have a lot of thoughts. Obviously, we've you know been talking for a while, but like I don't ever feel like I have the time to to get them out like the way that I should get them out. Like I think about my blog and I'm like, it has to be this long and I have to talk about whatever, you know, when really like all I want to do is just like quick blurb. Like, hey. Have you, do, have you um, checked out Scary Mommy? No. Oh my God. Okay. So when you get a chance, go um, on Instagram, it's called Scary Mommy, right? And I remember when they first started, it used to be like mommies sending in how guilty or their thought process on like what was going on in their head. And you would have like thousands of women send some shit in and you're like, oh my God, like I felt that too. Like I'm not the only one. And it was just like little things like that. And then now, I mean, it has become something like huge now. Um, You have to check them out. Scary mommy. Yeah. Check it out. And but it just started simple like that. Like, you know, I feel you because I'm an interior designer and I feel like everything like Oh my god. Are you serious? That's like my dream. What? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I actually like so I have I I bought an online course so that I could like learn all about interior design because I actually wanna start like an interior design business, like that's kind of my dream. Do it. And so like I'm I'm trying to learn about it, but like I've had no time to to get to log into my class. Like my husband asks me sometimes, he's like, So when's the last time you like checked out that class? And I just like laugh. Like I don't even say any like I don't have a response. Like I just laugh because I'm like, <laughs> like that's a good one. Like I remember that one. Like <laughs> Like, that's really funny. Like You have to do it. I feel like for me, that was, that honestly, um, that's what completely, like, changed my life. Interior design for me, like, I started going to school right after I finished, right after I broke up with my ex, right? And it was, uh, like, my life changed. My life changed. I, I went from only knowing knowing New Jersey to like now it's like oh my god there's an actual world out there that exists like I didn't even know like yeah I, like my boyfriend's from Turkey and we met at school and I'm like I didn't even know Turkey was like a country like <laughs> had no clue that it was a country right so to me like interior design lit me up like it was like somebody just lit a match under me and I was like whoa like you just awakened the shit out of me um mm it's it's such a rewarding um career like you have to you have to when you get a chance dive into it but what i was saying is like as an interior designer we're like so like it's funny that you want to be one because it's like you're you're so like into details and like for my website i'm like i need this to be this way and i can't post this unless it looks like this and like then it takes the fun out of it. Then you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Just like so much work. I don't even want to like do it, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's just like 
fuck it like let's just throw it out there and just be like whatever you know like there's gonna be someone that's gonna want to read it there's gonna be someone that um is gonna relate it's like this podcast do i know how to edit i've been learning little by little and i've allowed myself to embrace being a beginner because I'm never going to get this again but I hear other podcasts and I'm like damn that sounds really good you know <laughs> and I hear my podcast and I'm like damn like and I need to learn how to mom blogs like I'll, I'll come across a mom blog and I'm like man like if they're like doing the shit like I'm like nothing <laughs> and <laughs> then it's like starting. I hate it because it kind of like I shoot myself in the foot because I could also do that but like, you know, like you have to work at it as something, you know, but I we just self-sabotage. Yeah. We self-sabotage. That was that was my biggest thing. Like, I think it's just pushing through it and just starting, even if it's like five sentences and just getting it out there. And um, there's going to be a woman that's going to relate. There's going to be a mom. There's going to be someone out there that's going to relate. It's going to be like, you know what? I like, so I'm going to subscribe to like her blog. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with... Um, with like your social media or whatever it's just getting out of our own heads and I know that's the toughest because honestly that that's I feel like that has been my biggest challenge is getting out of my own head and stop like last week I was telling my friend I'm like I self-sabotage so much like I have so many ideas and I will sit on my bed and do nothing all day. Yeah, I have a lot of ideas too, and I just like, nothing will come of them. Like I have so many ideas and they're just like all in my head all the time. Cause I'm constantly like, I'm really creative, but like nobody would ever know that because like, I don't actually like do the, the shit, you know? <laughs> I just think about it. Like I need someone to like, you know, like take them out of my head. What's your zodiac sign? What? What's your zodiac sign? Um, I'm on the cusp of Virgo Leo. Virgo Leo, my friends, are, I have a friend that's Virgo. And I am a rising, I'm an Aries, but I'm a rising Leo, which it's, it just means that like, between all of that, like you're just like, you're a procrastinator, you have all these crazy ideas. Like I am the same way. I have all these crazy ideas. And then I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's weird about them too. Like my husband's probably sick of me, like telling him, like, oh, this, like, you know. And he's like, I mean, do it. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like then, I, and then I self sabotage, and I'm like, well, I have to like do like one, two, three first. I'm like, what if it doesn't work? And like, what if I am terrible? And then I don't want to do it anymore. And it's like, you know, but these ideas keep me up at night. Like, you know, like Girl, I'm saying, if you things, are losing sleep so cool. over it, you need to get on it. Yeah. I mean, just like start, just start. Even if it's like one every two or three weeks, whatever, it's just like starting little by little. And then it's going to become something that's going to be like second nature to you. And you're just going to be like, okay, I'm going, I'm chugging. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. But, you know, we look at the finish line and, I used to do this all the time. I used to compare myself. I used to be like, I want to be there. And then I used to be like, well, I only have two followers. So like, why, why am I posting if I only have two followers? Right. You know, when I started the podcast, the only people that were listening were my family and friends, <laughs> you know? And then one morning I wake up and I'm like, Saudi Arabia? What? Somebody in Saudi Arabia listened to Ireland. And then I started going from like two states to like, 15 states to like oh my god now we're worldwide we're in spain we're in saudi arabia we're in ireland like since when you know yeah and 
it just takes that one time to just do it and just continue to do it and you're gonna get there you're gonna yeah. get there and it's just pushing yourself again I know that the depression has a role in like playing with your head and mm-hmm. being like you know what like just putting you down the anxiety forget about yeah. it because I used to sit down and be like I'm gonna do it and then a whole ball of anxiety will come out of nowhere and you're just like what the fuck like <laughs> I wanted to do this like now I can't do it because I'm having so much anxiety about getting yeah. it done um but no I, I I know that you're gonna do great so just get it out there so I'm gonna follow you because I don't think I have you on on Instagram this is the one that you put on on the um on the guide it's, it's your Instagram right yeah. first time okay and I'm also going to put that on the um on the description of the um episode um ladies you have to follow her you have to continue to see her growth because I have nothing but faith that she's going to just like continue to do it and it's just going to show you guys how as moms we can go through so much shit and then from one day to the next it's just like It, it's it's a 360 our lives can completely change I mean she beat cancer you're you're you've oh, you're struggled with postpartum depression and everything with the baby I mean girl you are a powerhouse like you've been through <laughs> so much shit that you know the world needs to hear about it and there's so many women out there that can definitely relate with you and with your experiences and with everything that you've been through in your life that you're just gonna attract those type of women to be like you know what I needed to hear that like I just needed like a little bit of her like her positivity and know that I am not alone you know so I want to thank you so 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 much for coming on um you know the episode is open to whenever you want to come on I leave that door open if you know anyone also that wants to like do something like this um I am open to it I just want others to hear your experiences and so they can see that they're not alone you know because we especially now with quarantine we feel so alone you know yeah. so thank you so much Lisa it has <laughs> been a pleasure So, it was fun. <laughs> yay, I'm glad that you liked it. Um, but until next time. <laughs>